Hello and welcome back to the Shannon Roberts Podcast. I'm your hostess, Shannon Roberts. I pray that you have been bringing in the new year with grander, grander things of God. Uh, It is my prayer that as we move into 2021, we continue to break through and go beyond with Jesus from one glory to the next, not hesitating, but eagerly expecting, eagerly excited to continue moving forward with Jesus in this season. Today, I want to share a bit of a personal private time that I had with the Lord It was actually on January 1st. I found myself in the prayer closet and I was really just crying out before him, Lord, I desire an encounter with you today. I desire a touch from heaven today. I desire an impartation of your kingdom or an expansion of your kingdom within me of peace, joy, and your righteousness. I was laying myself out before him in utter... Uh, repentance, you know, he's pointing things in my life that, uh, you know, I'm not happy about or I'm certainly not proud of, but because he is a good, good father and he does correct those he loves, he does so in his love and his mercy for us. Specifically, he was pointing to certain strongholds. Those strongholds were, I don't want to say looked over, but weren't as significant in the previous place I had found myself, in this next level of glory, in this next level of promise, my sense was the Lord was saying, these things have to go. They cannot go with you. You have to leave the baggage behind. Similar to what the Israelites had to do when they were leaving the wilderness and they were going into the promise. Some people couldn't go. Some mindsets were not allowed to go into the promised land. Some had to stay back. Some even died there in the wilderness. And so for me, it was in this place and in this moment where I sensed the Lord was allowing some things to die in a wilderness, if you will, because he's moving me personally fully into a new promise. And I believe that this word is not just for me. I believe that there are many who are getting ready to break through. I believe there are many who have resolved to go beyond with Jesus. I believe there are many who have to allow some things to die in your quote unquote wilderness so you can go fully into the promise. So I'm in prayer. The Lord had been dealing with me. I had been repenting and bawling (laughs) and just really being laid out and vulnerable before the Lord. Um, Then it was though this ministry moment took place that I'm going to try to describe, but was just otherworldly. It was it was third heavenly. It was it was divine. I'm in this space of repentance before the Lord in the throne room of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I find myself surrounded by the great cloud of witness or a great cloud of witness uh, in Mount Zion, that, that spiritual Jerusalem that we hear about in Hebrews 12, verse 22. I'll read that to you. No, you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to countless thousands thousands of angels in a joyful gathering. I was beyond giddy when I discovered this, what felt like the first time, although I know I had read this scripture and verse multiple times, uh, shortly after I had, um, and I don't know, a very personal moment with the Lord at a conference that I had gone to in October of 2020, I had this exact vision. I had this exact moment where it seemed as though the Lord was saying, come up here, come up here. I want you to see this place. And this followed a time where the Lord had done just that in March of 2020. 
And he began to speak to me just very um, important, integral things that were going to shape up and take place over the course of 2020 to have these two confirmations. And then the pastor ends up speaking in the Revelation chapter 4, verse 1 word, and it says, Then as I looked, this is John, the author of Revelation, I saw a door standing open in heaven, and the same voice I had heard before spoke to me like a trumpet blast. The voice said, Come up here, and I will show you what must happen after this. God wanted John to have a higher view. He wanted him to have a higher perspective. And so the Lord, in my my um, conviction, is he was speaking the same thing to me back in March 2020, again in October 2020, and now in this moment, I, by faith, was again in this place with the Lord. Similar to the experience that Paul speaks of in 2 Corinthians 12, verses 2 through 4, where he says, I was caught up in the third heaven 14 years ago. Whether I was in my body or out of my body, I don't know. Only God knows, yes. Only God knows where I was in my body or outside my body, but I do know. I was caught up to paradise and heard things so astounding that they cannot be expressed in words, things no human is allowed to tell. So Paul was also caught up into this third heaven, this third heavenly realm. We can also read about different realms in the the heavenly realm in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 2. In fact, let me just go there real quick because I do not have that open, but I sent Holy Spirit would have us. Um, just have another point of reference. Yeah, so here we go. Ephesians 1, verse 3, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms, because we are united in Christ. That's one reference in Ephesians. Another reference, I also pray, this is uh, Ephesians 1, verse 19, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. And then a third reference, Ephesians 2 chapter, I'm sorry, Ephesians chapter 2 (laughs) verse 6, for he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the where? The heavenly realms. So the heavenly realms are a place that we can be elevated to. We can be invited up to that space. We can be in that space with the Lord. And so I just wanted to kind of reassure you that this isn't some extra biblical experience or encounter that I'm having with the Lord. This is in fact biblical. These are the blessings and inheritance that we have as children of God, as those who follow after King Jesus. Back to where I was. I sense that I'm in the promise and I'm surrounded by a great cloud of witness. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Deborah, Esther, David, Paul, John the Baptist, and Peter. <laughs> if you've followed along at all, I seem to resonate with Peter a little bit because of his zeal. It's like he was looking at me like, I see you. Yep, I see you. And right away, there was another moment of repentance and asking the Lord, Lord, please, if there are any stubborn, stony places in my heart, Please address those now. I don't want this to move forward in 2021. Lord, if there are any places that are hardened and I have prideful places that need to be softened and you need to deal with those, I'm asking you, please deal with those things now. Lord, if there are thorny areas that need removed, need to be snipped and pruned away, please show me, Lord, so that I can ask you for repentance and trust you to forgive me because your word says that you're faithful to forgive those who repent. 
Of course, I had the latest exploratory study that we were looking at um, over cultivating the seed rather than curating them. And so I'm asking, Lord, I'm asking for you to create the good soil in my soul, good soil in my heart. I desire this soil be cultivated in me so that I can receive any good seed, any good seed of faith that you have. As I'm in this posture of repentance and asking him to reveal to me those hard and thorny and those stubborn places and asking him to cultivate the good seed, then I begin to see this cloud of witness as I was sharing earlier. And it's as though they started to lay their hands on me. They were touching me. They were literally surrounding. So I'm face to face with Jesus. I'm looking at the Lord. I'm seeking his face. I'm seeking him with all my heart, soul, and snot and tears. <laughs> and now it's as though this great cloud of witnesses, they're arounding me while Jesus is hugging me. Now, I don't know if you've ever had a moment where it feels like Jesus is hugging you, but I'm going to tell you right now, in that moment, in that embrace, in that hug, it felt like every negative feeling just started to melt away. So many old and negative feelings started to just melt away and slither away and just completely, completely be cast off of me. I sensed that I was protected. I sensed that I was protected through through the season that I've just been in. You know, we don't always share the nitty gritty about what we're what's going on in our lives. We don't share the challenges and the trials sometimes. One, because discernment says to keep those things close to your heart and allow the Lord to deal with those things in your life personally and privately and in the secret place and allow him to refine and to develop you in that that darkened room or that secret place that he leads us into. And second, because it's not always appropriate to, to lay out and air out our dirty laundry. You know, I am of the conviction that what I share is supposed to be an encouragement to others. What will my challenges and my dark times do for others? Now, I realize there is a blessing in knowing that others go through challenging seasons just like we do. But at the same time, there has to be that wisdom and discernment and knowledge that comes from His Holy Spirit on what to share. So anyway, just know I have myself been through a season of wrestling. It's felt like I have had one attack after another. It's been very personal. It's been very private. It's been very convicting to me where it might not have been convicting to you. It You might be like, well, I don't have that conviction. I feel like the Lord is okay with this aspect of my life and I've sought him and he says that's okay. And I understand that. That is perfectly... Um, acceptable because I do believe that the Lord convicts us in different ways given where we are on our faith journey, given what degree and depth we are currently residing with Jesus. I also believe that what could be allowable in one season or one era or one um, degree and depth with him might not be allowed in the next glory. So this is my conviction. I'm laying myself out before him and I sense that he has been protecting me in this season that I have been really wrestling, like Jacob, just kind of wrestling with him. It was more like, why is this thing not being let go? Why does this stronghold still seem to be here? I, I found myself begging God, please, please take this thing from my life in the same way that you took smoking cigarettes years ago or in the same way you took watching movies that I can't even stomach anymore. In the same way will you take this other thing that needs to go that I believe 
is hindering me moving forward and breaking through to that next place. So it wasn't as though I was just resting in any sort of sin or rebellion. I had been wrestling. And of course, you know, my flesh was wrestling, but then you throw the enemy in there. And the enemy was also having a a heyday. But what I sensed that the Lord was speaking to me was that in this time, I have been protecting you. I have been shielding you. I have been embracing you. And not only I, but there have been angels who have been surrounding you. And it's because I trusted you with this. I trusted you with this season because I now know that you are fortified and reinforced with empathy, compassion, and a desire to extend generously your time and prayers to others who have been wrestling with similar issues, similar challenges. You now have an anointing on your life to help break others free from those strongholds that hinder them, from uh, other ties that bind. You are now going to generously, compassionately, and empathetically bring freedom to others. And I sensed that God was not displeased with me. I don't know about you, but when I feel like I'm struggling and I don't want to struggle, I don't want to see that there's something going on in my life that, you know, I'm not happy about. There's shame. Shame and condemnation can quickly be attached to that. But I sense the Lord was not displeased with me. It was though he knew that I was clinging to him unwaveringly. Yes, I found myself in this storm. Yes, the waves were crashing around me. Yes, I felt beat up and battered. Yes, I felt weak. In our weakness, he is strong. Can I get an amen? I decided to hold on to him rather than get mad at him, rather than to push him away, rather than get confused because I didn't understand why I couldn't seemingly overcome this thing in my life. Because of this trial, I would now be able to bless others in their journey and in their walk. In this moment of release, in this moment of freedom, in this moment of repentance, in this moment of the Lord ministering to my heart, this great cloud of witness is now laying their hands on me. They are emphasizing to me that I am one with them. I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. The great cloud of witnesses in my spirit, I am sensing, they're saying to me, we are one. You are one with us. And the angels, they continued to guard this ministry moment. All was cleared away, and I realized that I am in the promise, that I need only to rest here and allow God's labors through me. His peace, His joy, His righteousness. Hebrews 4 came to mind where we are called to rest in the Lord and we do so by being obedient to Him. I was reminded that the political landscape does not drive me. Only God does. The whole world, yes, they may be watching what is going on right now and especially this week. The whole world is also about to see what God is going to do. They are going to see, and they are going to be amazed. What is his commission for me? As you know, if you have been following along this journey, I'm called to teach, encourage, and facilitate healing, and to just really meet people where they are on their faith journey to becoming whole, or living whole, in spirit, soul, and body, because we are whole (laughs) once we are in Christ Jesus, and he is our Lord and Savior. But in this season specifically, he was calling me to pray for every single soul to respond in their amazement with repentance and placing their faith, hope, and trust in Jesus as their Lord and Savior. You know, God loves every single soul on this planet. He does. 
He does not want one to perish. What he is about to do on a global platform, since there is a global audience, is extend his hand of grace and mercy. His heart for all is to be delivered, free, and surrendered to him. The invitation will open just before his hand of judgment is extended. Now, I know when we say something about judgment or correction or repentance or any of those things that can conjure up feelings of um, condemnation or that's not the kind of God that we serve. And I've said it a million times and I'll say it again. Jesus is both the lion and the lamb. He is both the lion and the lamb. And mercy is worthless without the balance of justice. It's absolutely worthless. I sense he's calling us to be faithful, to rest and recall the place of love and impartation, that loving, hugging, embraced moment with Jesus where all sin, all shame, all frustration, all angst, all past um, reminders of our failings are washed away. To be faithful to love whomever God leads our way, to be faithful to pray for souls who respond and to respond, to be faithful, to keep our eyes on Jesus, to watch and see what he is about to do. Now, I kind of let you hang in on the whole cloud of witness and, and what that might have looked like. Honestly, in that moment, I wasn't quite sure what was happening. <laughs> it, it just seemed like, okay, am I imagining this? Let's, like, Is this really a revelation from the Lord? I do believe it was a revelation from the Lord because he continued to minister to me after this moment, after I left the closet, the prayer closet. And he spoke to me in Hebrews eleven six, and it says, it's impossible to please God without faith. Each witness what I sensed was imparting something to me, some mustard seed of faith, some measure of their extraordinary faith or what they represented in that great cloud of witness. And again, I said, Hebrews 4, there is no striving. It is time to rest in the promised land. We've been brought up here now to live from this place. Unfortunately, not many ever reached this place. Not many reach this awareness and this understanding that we are called up higher. We are called to live higher beyond what we see in the earth, beyond powers and principalities and that second heaven. And in this, in and from this third heaven, this third place that I referenced in several places, Hebrews, Ephesians, we are called to live from that place. And we do this by faith. If we were to reference Revelation chapter 4 where John says, come up here. By faith, John went up into that space where he could see what the Lord needed him to see on this vast grand landscape. So after this, and I went to Hebrews chapter uh, 11 and chapter 4. I also reread chapter 12, 22 specifically about the heavenly Jerusalem, about that spiritual place where, where we are called to be. And then I sensed the Lord wanted me to look up each name of each witness that I sensed had surrounded me in prayer and who had uh, laid their hands on me to impart their mustard seed of faith within me. What do some of these names represent? This is kind of a long list. I think it's about 20 actually. And um, I sense what the Lord wants to do with this is for us to explore each of these areas moving forward, maybe on a weekly basis, but I'm trusting Holy Spirit. So we'll see what he does. <laughs> and so Abraham means, and where I get this is from the blue letter Bible dot 
org, which has the concordance. So you basically type in their name, you go to tools, there's a Strong's Concordance reference. So if it's in the Old Testament, it's Hebrews. If it's in the New Testament, it is Greek. So Abraham is a Hebrew word, and he was a friend of God. He was a father of the multitudes, Isaac. He laughed. And what came to mind for me there is joy. This is, in fact, something I've been trusting the Lord for for quite some time. Jacob, he was first a supplanter, but names are so important to God. They define people in ways that he wants them to be defined, that he changed Jacob's name from supplanter to Israel, which is God prevails. Noah is rest. Hannah is grace. David is beloved. Deborah is is prophetess, judge. Her name also means bee, which I thought, wow, bee. It's like sweet as honey, the words that come from the prophet's mouth for those who love to hear from the Lord. And then Jael, mountain goat. (laughs) A mountain goat. What exactly, what exactly would you need to be speaking to me? So I'm gonna pause here for a moment. I'd actually done a study on JL's name before. If you have read the Courageous Humility study either on YouVersion Bible app where you actually bought the book or you were one of the participants that joined us when we first walked through it back in, oh, would have been fall, maybe summer 2017, you might remember this. So I wrote, for curiosity's sake, one may look at the definition of JL. It may be a surprise to learn that the name of a woman who defeated Sisera means mountain goat. Now, if you're not familiar with the story, Jael woos this guy into her tent. She's on the border, woos him into the tent, and she defeats him. I won't go into the details of how she did that. It's kind of gory, but yeah, I want to keep this uh, rated G podcast. (laughs) So at first observation, it may seem odd to have such a masculine definition associated with a feminine name. However, once doing a little research on the female mountain goat, some pieces begin to fit to formulate the picture God may have us see. Female goats, called nannies, spend most of their year in herds with their kids. They tend to be protective of their territory and food, and so will fight other nannies in their herds. Perhaps Jael reflected her name in the way she tended to her children and those within her tent. Perhaps, like a nanny in the mountains, Jael was trained to take down the enemy in the way she grew to defend, protect, and keep safe that of her children, territory, and food or sustenance. The mountain goat is also defined as a strong and muscular, having good and sure footing, and survivors of harsh conditions. For me, these descriptors remind me of the Proverbs 31 woman who is described as one who sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. Here we have JL who has this mountain goat and at first you're like, okay, I'm a mountain goat. (laughs) But then you dig further, which is what I encourage everyone to do with the word of God is to keep digging dig in further, we see that her name may very well point to being one who is strong and defends and protects and keeps safe those blessings that the Lord has endowed to her. And so that's an encouragement for us today. I believe this is a today word that as women of God, as men of God, that we would stand up, be strong in the Lord and protect the blessing that the Lord has entrusted to us regardless of shaky foundation, regardless of what feels like narrow narrow ways, regardless of harsh conditions like we just read here. So that's a word for today. I'm going to move on. Another name or cloud of witness or witness in the cloud was Esther. Her name is means star. Hadassah 
So she was also one that had a name change. She was Hadassah and then Esther. And Hadassah means myrtle or like a viney. Mary means their rebellion. I pause there for a moment. I'm like, yeah, but Jesus lived within Mary. And God, you entrusted Jesus to this woman. Jehovah is salvation, is what Jesus' name means in the Greek. So regardless of their rebellion, regardless of their um, shortcomings, regardless of what was happening in the day of Mary and Joseph, Jesus, Jehovah, is salvation, was in the midst of their rebellion. And he brought freedom and he brought life regardless of their rebellion. Hallelujah. Elijah, my God is Jehovah. Elisha, God is salvation. John the Baptist, Jehovah is a gracious giver. Paul means small or little, which is interesting because this man wrote 14 or 13 of the 20 plus epistles of the New Testament. So he may have been small in stature, but he was mighty in the way he continued to minister and communicate the heart of God. Peter is rock or stone. Anna is grace. Joseph is Jehovah has added or increased. And increase has been something the Lord has been speaking to me with relation to the the four streams in Genesis. Rahab is wide. (laughs) Really haven't explored that one. So if you have any insight on that one, feel free to email me. Shannon, S-H-A-N-O-N at riseupdevotions.com. I would love to have a conversation about that one. And then there were two in this space that weren't necessarily biblical. It was Reese Howells, likely because I admire his prayer life and the way he impacted history. And I sense that he was speaking to me that God has his overshadowing hand over our lives and there's a mantle of intercession. And then finally, Billy Graham. I admire that man's prayer life. And I believe he was speaking to me of a mustard seed faith and mantle of prayer being deeply, more deeply embedded into my life. All of these names mean something significant. And all of these people in this moment between Jesus and I and the angels surrounding us was as though it was an impartation of a faith seed being planted. And again, if you recall the study of cultivate over curate, it's now time to cultivate these seeds. I said earlier, I don't believe that this is just for me. I believe that this is for anyone willing to receive, anyone who's ready to go beyond, anyone who's ready for a breakthrough, I believe this is for you as well. So in the coming weeks, I do sense that we are going to begin to explore these names. We're going to begin to explore these topics a little more in depth. And I would love for you to join me. I am expecting to release a podcast of each topic over the next, it looks like about 20 weeks, and go a little bit deeper in these areas and in these definitions that the Lord mentions, and I believe are seeds of faith for us to receive in good soil and allow Him to cultivate and grow. Why? So we will be built up in the faith. So we will have an increase of faith because like we said, it is impossible to please God without faith. We have also been given a measure of faith, and I believe that's what he's doing right now. He's reminding us that we have been given a measure of faith. He's providing this visual to reinforce that there has been a measure of faith given in very specific ways, and now we get to co-labor with Christ and allow these attributes to become manifest in our lives so that we can bear fruit, the fruit of 
God. So friends, if this word is a blessing to you and it is encouragement to you to go beyond, I would love to, one, hear from you. You can send me a message as I shared earlier, Shannon, S-H-A-N-O-N at riseupdevotions.com. Feel free to share this with your friends and family and others that you believe are ready to go beyond this year in 2021 and go to that next level, that next glory with Jesus. And also leave a rating and send me a message here on the podcast and let me know your thoughts about uh, what this was speaking to, to your heart because I would love to hear from you. So Father God, we thank you for this word. We thank you, Lord, that you do call us up into the heavenly realm with you. That there is such a place and that you're calling us to rise and you're causing us to walk through that heavenly door and sit before you and minister to you and receive ministry from you. Father, I thank you, Lord, that we can go into this space by faith, just like so many before us, Father, and you will give to us what we need to receive and you will receive from us what we have to offer you. So, Father, I pray that we do come to you with a heart to minister to you, that it's not just about us, but it's also about ministering to you, loving you well, sitting at your feet, putting our arms around your neck and loving on you so that you can, through us, extend your mercy and your generosity and your compassion and your empathy to others. And Father, I just thank you for being so good. I pray that my sisters and brothers listening today, Lord, that this is falling on good soil, that this is planted in good soil, Lord God. And any place where there might have been a question mark or there might be a, huh, I'm not sure, that they would not just dismiss that or judge that, but they would press into you to hear what you have to say about it, Lord God. And I pray, Lord God, that your body, your bride, Lord, is fully fortified and that we would be faithful, faithful to pray for those who are about to see and be in amazed at what you're about to do, that we would be faithful to love them well, to pray for them, to intercede for them, that we would be faithful to point them to you, Jesus, that we would be faithful, Lord, to come alongside them and love them and cause them to grow in only the way that you can through us, Lord. So I pray that we are surrendered vessels to you. Father, if there is anyone wrestling with a challenge right now, they're not resting in it. They're not saying, eh, oh well, God's grace covers it. Sloppy agape. Anyone who's wrestling and they are like, I'm so over this, Lord. Please break this off my life today. I ask in the name of Jesus Christ, it be broken off of their life today. And there is freedom and full surrender, Jesus, to everything you desire to do in and through them because you love them so very much and you have a wonderful future and hope for them. I ask again, they be freed in the name of Jesus. The flesh is in full submission and surrender to your authority, Christ Jesus, and their life. And the enemy is pushed back. There is a hedge of protection about them and his tactics and his um, little fiery darts fall through the shield of faith. And I pray that they would wield the sword of your spirit, your word, written and spoken in their lives courageously and mightily. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Take care. God bless. Again, please reach out to me if this resonated with you or you are just excited about 2021 and you, you're going beyond. You're breaking through.